there we go. What is going on, beautiful people, and welcome to the greatest combat sports and coach show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. I am your host, Serge Vicente, and we have another fire show for you guys today. Look, yo, I hope you guys have had a great weekend. Um, I know I did. It was amazing to watch so many great fights, man. Uh, we saw somebody who might, you know, is he the GOAT? I don't know. We'll discuss today. Um, but before we go ahead and get into it, man, we ha- let me talk about today's menu. Um, joining us on today's show today, we have the guru, the boxing savant himself, always blessing us with his presence. We have B-Camp coming on the show, man, so he'll be talk- we'll be talking pretty much all things boxing today. We're going to kind of focus on that and have a really good time with that because the what's going on in boxing right now, yo... It's 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 amazing. I love what I'm seeing right now. So we're gonna discuss everything, all things boxing. We're gonna talk about Canelo. What's going on with Canelo? We're gonna talk about Bud Crawford. Is he what we is he who we thought he was? We're also gonna talk about Bob Aram's comments about Bud Crawford, Wilder Fury, and so much more, man. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump on into the episode. Let me bring our guest on. Like I said, the man, the myth, the legend. B can be. Welcome to the Yo, show, brother. What's good, Serge? Appreciate sure. you for having me once again. Absolutely, you don't work. You don't work this week. A lot of content coming out, man. You know what I'm saying? We working on it, man. We we out here. You know, we already like I said. We're um. I will be on two other shows this week as well. We'll be on uh, Mystic Black once again this week, and uh, we're working on another one. I got to get a confirmation, but definitely we have confirmation. We'll also be on Mystic Black show this week. So we're trying to get as much content out. And for those of us who go ahead and follow the show on social media and everything, so shit, why, why, why not just give a little shameless plug? Listen everywhere, podcasting's available, you know what I'm saying? Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Check us out at the website, thevitepodcast.com. Listen, like, subscribe, share. We have merch coming for you guys. B, I know you've been waiting for some of that for forever. Yes, sir. Man, so we got some merch coming out for you guys. Um, And uh, we're actually going to start on our social media, so that's at the Fight Podcast. You're going to start seeing podcast clips on there as well. So you'll be able to share that with people who, you know, you want to let them know about the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. So we'll have that coming out this week as well. So, yeah, brother, we out here. We got to put that content out for the people. Oh, you already know. Good shit, my guy. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Well, look, bro. Um, well, let me ask you this before we go ahead and jump on into it, man. Yo, bro, bro what's what's going on in your neck of the woods, man? How, how's Chocolate City? You did have that uh, the million dickhead march, whatever, this weekend. I mean, what's going on? Everything is everything. No complaints. I ain't seen nothing from the Million Dickhead March this weekend. Um, yeah, I didn't catch any of that. I f- feel like I was mostly in the house this weekend following COVID protocols like I should be. Um, hey, y'all make sure to, to, to the listeners. Y'all please make sure y'all following COVID protocols. We need uh, to get out of this. At, at some point, it needs to end. But we're going please. into winter. We're going into a lonely ass Thanksgiving. A lot of us won't be with our families like we normally are. So um, follow protocols. Do what you can. Keep people safe. But as far as my weekend, obviously, I had a great time uh, with a, a small, small group of friends, probably. Look at this nigga over. talking about COVID protocols and turns around and says he was kicking it with some friends. <laughs> Four people overall. Four people overall to watch, to watch the fight. Two of them are married. They count as a pair. So they count as one. Yeah, they count as one. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and then my other boy, my other boy came. So, I mean, it was a small group before we watched the fight. I had a great time with that. 
Um, Sunday, kind of a chill day. Watch my little, you know, 10 hours of football, follow my fantasy team, get a little rest, do some short. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, so, so I love NFL Sundays. Like I wait all, like I'm so, so sad in the off season. And then like August or September comes around and like, bro, NFL red zone for like. That's it. I think I think it's it's one to seven. And then you got the eight, eight, eight o'clock game for Sunday night football. Bro, my day is set. And for me, I like, obviously I like football, but like fantasy. I got to know what everybody's doing. Gotta know everybody's doing all times. I'm not mad, bro. I, I'm not mad at it. I understand, you know. Uh, or at least you try to, which I appreciate. I, 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 I do. I, and you know, hey, here's the thing. You you could attest to this. Even if I don't like it, you, I'm not a hater. I'm not going to hate on something. If that's your bag, you know me. I'm I'm gonna. Hey, that's 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 your world. I love it. You you like it. I love it. You know yes, what I'm sir. saying? I'm um, not here to hate on nobody. Like I've, you like fantasy, brother. Get you get get your GM on. <laughs> doing what I can, doing what I can, trying to uh, manage this playoff hunt. So we'll see how it goes. I'll report back to y'all in a couple weeks. Yo, real quick, speaking of football, I did see DeAndre Hopkins this weekend. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Bro, that catch, for those who did not watch, you're the football guy. I'm going to let you set this up because I, I just see, I saw the highlight. This is crazy. So, so it's a game between the Buffalo Bills, who have been great this year. I know we're typically used to the Buffalo Bills being terrible every year, but they're a really good team this year. Should have never got rid of Tyrod Taylor. They're doing way better without Tyrod Taylor. I know. But, uh, <laughs> so, like, uh, uh. hey, you know what? It he's, was he's a good fit. He's doing. He's doing. He's great where he is right now. They're doing good where they are. No, he's it, not. It is what it is. No, because no, he got not. punctured. His lung got punctured. By a garbage ass team doctor. How awful is he's that? A, he's a really good backup quarterback. Like, he's a great backup quarterback to have. But I mean, Justin Herbert, the guy who's starting now, is probably a lot better than him, is going to have a bright future than him. All Tyrod Taylor is ever going to be. And this is no shade to him. He's a game manager. And that, that just is what it is. Like, he's not going to win you the game, but he's also not going to lose you the game. Yeah. What you want out of a out of a backup quarterback? Justin Herbert it probably has a bright future ahead of him. So I mean, yeah, all things considered. Back to the game. Uh, so the <laughs> the Bills come back on the Cardinals and they take the lead in the fourth quarter with a touchdown to Stephon Diggs, uh, which I was happy about because I have Stephon Diggs in one of my biggest fantasy. Leagues. <laughs> so I'm looking for I, I'm looking for the t- for the receptions for the touchdowns, all of that. So he gets a touchdown. I won. I fuck it. I'm like, like I, I don't care time. what happens next. Diggs got his touchdown because that was his first touchdown of the game. Right. He went over 100 yards. Perfect. Perfect. Now the Bills just got to close the game out. One, They, they got to stop the Arizona Cardinals. They had barely any time left. Arizona Cardinals run a, run a few few plays. Maybe they get to like, I don't even know where they were. Maybe their own 40, it felt like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they run, run a play, get out of bounds, clock is stopped. They run a, run a play. Kyler Murray rolls out to the left just tosses a Hail Mary like you do on the last play of the game. Man. And it's just like, it's just um, DeAndre Hopkins with like four or five people around him. And he literally, he's just like better. He's just bigger. He's better. He jumps higher. And he went and got that ball over everyone. That's just what it was. Did you see the picture? There's a picture going out there. And I saw it on IG where it's, 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 it's zoomed in on everybody's hands. And it's, if you... Are I, I hope Team Surge is doing. I lost something. you for a second. Uh oh, can you hear me now? Uh oh, can you hear me? Uh, give me one second. You can't hear me. Let me see something, guys. Sorry if uh, we're having a little technical difficulties for a second. 
Hey, you're back. Am I back? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we're good. That's weird. I don't know what happened. That was odd, yeah. Not sure. Hmm. See, that's what happens when I talk football, you see? Shit just we, gets gets fucked up. Every time I talk football, man, things break up. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins had a, essentially a career-defining catch. Oh, probably that's what I was saying, only- though. Um, the picture where he jumped up with the Jordan gloves under it. It was a Nike glove and an Adidas glove up under. Did you see that shit? No, I didn't. Oh, it's such a sick picture. Just because, I mean, if you're a Jordan guy, that is. I mean, great for marketing purposes. You know, got my little Nike on. You know, I mean, hey. Doing man. a little thing thing. Hey, but hey. I'm, I'm no DeAndre Hopkins. Man. Dope, dope, dope catch. DeAndre Hopkins has some great clips. Probably the best DeAndre Hopkins clip that you will ever see. I believe that was, I think it was Hard Knocks. Have you seen that clip with him and D'Angelo Hall? It, should have, it probably is. And he, I think D'Angelo Hall broke his ankle. He did break know. his ankle. He literally broke his ankle. And that was literally know. right after DeAndre Hopkins. Er, he was talking shit. He was talking I don't start. I just shit. finished it. I just finished it. Bro. I just finished. That's it. Yo, I didn't realize Hopkins played. I knew he played football at Clemson, but I didn't realize he played on the basketball team also. Had I did no not idea. realize that. Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't know who DeAndre, uh, who DeAndre Hopkins were went before he got to the NFL. I just probably wasn't into the sport as much at the time, mm. so I didn't really know him. And then he came. He got to Houston, and you know he was just the number two to um. Shit, I'm I'm blanking. Uh, something Johnson. Um, oh, Andre Johnson. Come on, man. The yeah, legend. Uh, Andre, Andre Johnson. So he was the number two. Andre Johnson, you know, still that guy at the time, but like starting to get in his down slope. And then he had a few big games. I'm like, okay, you know, it's a decent, he's a decent number two receiver, but I didn't know him in college. I didn't know he was going to ball out like this and be one of the NFL's best receivers for probably a decade now. Dude, he's crazy. A, a decade, a, de- a decade is dragging it. At least five years. He hasn't dropped a pass in like four seasons. It's crazy. Huge like, hands. Like, dude, that's like, that's like Chris Carter vibes. You remember when Chris Carter used to be like that? Like, you throw, he, he'd catch everything. Like, mad Chris Carter vibes. Come on, remember. No, I don't remember. I rem- I know who Chris Carter is, and I know when he played, but, like, in terms of my memory of it, oh, maybe, like, my favorite athlete ever is, is Randy Boss. So I know a little bit more about the, the first few seasons, and I've actually went back and watched a lot of that stuff. But, yeah, um, eh, just... Fam, I, see, that's when I remember Chris Carter. I remember old, washed Chris Carter like Mr. Reliable you, you, he'll, you'll get him on that three yard out all day long that that was he, he gets you on a three yard out and he'll get you on a quick slant right and and but here's the thing he set up Randy Moss because it was that you know it was dude it was it, it was Randall Cunningham not even Dante mm-hmm. Culpepper it was Randall fucking Cunningham giving giving everybody just business bro yeah see fond memories of football there when I was a kid I love that shit because Randy Moss was that dude Ooh, Randy Moss was that, that guy, dude. That guy. Damn, I just, uh, I just got a got a IG message from my, my boy Matt that I told you he'd be giving us compliments on the show. He talking about y'all on vacation. What you talking about? Tell him to, to turn turn on. We we live, and we were on last week. What's what's he been on? <laughs> you know, I think he uh he might just be looking at the uh at, at Apple Podcasts. I don't think he uh he sent a screenshot. I, I, how I get a YouTube link right now? Can, can I do that? Yeah, just send him the link. Hey, in fact, let me. I, 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 yeah, just send him, shoot him a link. Just a regular YouTube. Just say it on the Fight Podcast YouTube page. Have it sent. You know what's hilarious that I'm thinking about this right now? What's is up? that this is going to be on the podcast. <laughs> us yeah. saying, yeah, send him the link. That's what's up. Join yeah. us live right now. And in we fact, got, if, we got if, you, he, 
if he goes out there and sends his hits us not live on the chat, he could literally comment, ask us any questions. We'll comment on his shit live. I'm asking. Got any questions? We're literally recording right now. I was like, I feel like I had a Joe Budden moment right there. We're like we about to call somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't to call people. You know what, man? Look, check he this said, out. He, said, he, he thought we was bullshit. He said like live schmive. I was like, nah, like he's nah, like, oh, we live. Nah, we're, we're here. We're right here. What's Talking up? shit about. <laughs> I feel the fam was good. <laughs> he wants to know. He wants to know if Crawford is going to buy out his contract. He needs to. In fact, you know what? I appreciate him asking. Let's just go ahead and get into the shits, okay? And I appreciate him. Go. What What a segue. What a segue from the guy. Yeah, that, that was a layup if I ever seen what, one. What do I see? Bang! Crawford wins big. He goes out there and completely, completely, completely bodies um, Kell Brook. Now, I say that a little facetiously because at the end of the day, Kell Brook came out there to win. He looked great in the first half of that fight. I mean, those first three rounds were anybody's rounds. But I think, Brandon, I'm going to toss it to you in a second. I mean, I think we can both agree. The adjustments that Crawford made, holy shit, bro. That, that's what legendary performances are made out of. The way he was able to go ahead and make those adjustments with his footwork. You were talking about a lot about his footwork. Could you talk about that a little bit for me before we kind of get into what he proved? Yeah, I mean, Terrence Crawford's footwork is amazing. When you see him in the ring, he's super light in his feet. He always looks super fluid. And then what he lulls you into a sense of security if you're if he's in an orthodox stance. Once he switches to the southpaw, you're not even thinking, damn. And he's already he's already to the outside foot. So what you guys probably know know already if you watch any type of combat sports when you get an orthodox versus southpaw matchup there's always going to be a battle to get your lead leg to the uh, to your opponent's outside foot uh, to the outside of your opponent's lead leg and with the knockout series sequence that you'll see in the in the Crawford fight that's exactly what happens he gets the outside of his lead of uh of Brooks lead leg and the fight was essentially over and then he just thrashed him for about 15 more seconds but the fight was over after that first punch fam gave his ass the business like it was one of those things, man. I was I was watching the fight, and I'm not gonna stunt. Those first three rounds, Crawford was getting blasted with that jab. I was sitting there in my seat, like, yeah, I, 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 nigga, I was two seconds from calling you and saying, Ooh, like, I was, where does this go? He was getting caught with a jab, and you can tell that Kell Brook was there. He was confusing Crawford for a little bit. He was making it difficult on him. And Crawford was, it was a distance. It, it, absolutely. And, he and they both mentioned that in post-fight. Fight. Yep. Both yep. of them mentioned distance in the post-fight interviews. So he was able to go ahead and do that. He made the adjustment, switched back to Southpaw. And the moment that he did that, which was t- literally the end, the middle towards the end of the third round, we can say. And then he different up, fight. Dude, totally different fight. He went out there and just dude, that check hook right hand jab that he blasted his ass with. Man, he he hits way harder than I actually ever anticipated. I think he hits hard. I think he hits harder than we anticipated. And you're not going to like this. It's timing, but too. It's his timing, also. Elite timing. But yes. Kel, Kel Don't you say he's washed. Don't yes, you say he's washed. He's, washed. he's, washed. Oh. he's damaged goods. He, bro, you, you cannot tell me. I'm sure you've watched the, the knockout as many times as I can. There's no way that Kel Brook, that fought Errol Spence and really. Uh, an elite level fighter should not be able to walk through that punch. Maybe it buzzes you. I'm yes, it hurts. Say that. But I'm not say he that. almost flew out the ring. Like, and, and just, it, it was knocked out off of that punch alone, bro. That was a, a hybrid jab, we'll call it. So, so here's the thing. 
and he did a lot of the work. He was he was, he was coming. I'm glad I'm glad you said that. Here's the thing. He, he was able he no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead because you said no, no, you're, go you're going at my point. Okay. So he he was jumping in. And the beautiful thing about what Crawford did is he was actually able to go out there and just time it perfectly. He used his momentum against him. And and one of the things that I love about him, especially like I said, the more I watched him, he does remind me of almost like boxing's version of Adesanya, right? It's, it's the way he manages distance and the way he literally has you run into shots. I loved everything that I was watching from him. So I really believe it was more so, now granted, he hit him hard. He hit him directly on the temple. When you get hit anywhere near it hit him on area, the temple. dude, it hit him like all up in here, bro. Like in, it in was the like eye. It, it was it was not a temple shot. It was an eye shot. Yo, if you get hit in the eye here, that glove is that thick. It's going to hit part temple also. You're getting hit here. He got cracked. He got cracked. I'm just not going to say he's a, a washed fighter. He's 33 years old, fam. If he's, he's 34 years old. Third, same age. He's, he's literally he's the not, same age as Terrence Crawford. Damaged goods. That's the oh, difference. Two that's knockouts, that's two metal plates in his face, damaged goods. And the first shot that Terrence Crawford lands, the fight is over. It's when have you ever seen when have you ever seen Terrence Crawford with just fight ending ah, power like that? Yes, he has you know power. What? Yes, he'll get you out of there. But like he's not Deontay yeah. Wilder. And that was a jab. I I I'm gonna concede to you on this one, man. I'm not like Donald Trump. I know when I'm fucking beat. <laughs> <laughs> like that was you got me you're right he's watched like, fuck him cause, cause like, it, it wasn't till that moment that you realized that he was damaged goods because up to that point he looked really good in the fight his body looked, amazing. looked amaz- amazingly amazing. into the fight so you're amazing. like ah uh, maybe but at the end of the day this is what we thought it was like what did you think three months ago when this fight got made we were like shit we don't want to see this kel brook been knocked out like no one wants to see that fight and it was what it was we it got was pulled into the how, how did we get pulled on we we got dude literally when this fight was announced I think you and I both said that he is going to get washed. <laughs> yeah. But but you know what? Physically, he did look amazing. Um, he did come there to win. I don't want to take anything away from Kel Brook. He came out there to win. Um, but let's go ahead and transition to this. What, in your opinion, did Terrence Crawford prove? Do you believe that Terrence Crawford is legit? Is he that guy? Is he the pound-for-pound pound boogeyman that we all, that, that everyone, especially at ESPN, think that he is a few months ago when the fight was made we said that terrence crawford is going to walk through him and, and we were angry because we knew it wasn't going to prove anything and it didn't oh, he proved what we already knew terrence crawford is an amazing fighter probably one of the probably one of the best in the game that should do that to competition that's below him and he got he got him out of there but what did we learn nothing not enough to justify this number one pound pound spot that people are giving him and trust me I, Serge, we are both Terrence Crawford fans. However, what I said on Twitter, how can you be number one pound for pound when every single person on below you on the pound for pound list has a better resume than you? That doesn't make sense. That does, doesn't make sense at all. Not only does it not make sense, but all that we want as boxing fans are the best fights to be made on a consistent basis. And what that promotes, if you're going to say Terrence Crawford, who has not had an opportunity to be in these big fights is number one, pound for pound. Talk your shit. What you're saying saying is that like, okay, he, he can, he can get to, we don't need the big fights. We don't need the best fights. We're just going to put this guy in number one pound for pound when he's not the number one welterweight. That just doesn't make sense to me. Great fighter, probably a pound for pound fighter, but number one is just like, yeah. That's top ranking Andre Ward. Exactly. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I, I wanted to know what you did because here's the thing. I agree, I totally agree with you. Um, I'm going to say this. 
I think Terrence Crawford is amazing. Does he pass the like like Max Kellerman? Those dudes that say, does he pass the eyeball test? He absolutely passes the eyeball test. Okay, I'll say that. But resumes matter. The people that you fight matter. His biggest win until last weekend, this past weekend, was Gamboa, essentially. And here's the thing: when we look at Gamboa and his fights, let, let's be very honest. He was a 126er. So at the end of the day, when we're looking at this, we're hearing this, and we're seeing it's just like, bro, you and that was my biggest thing with Terrence Crawford. Does he have the skills? Absolutely. Who are you fighting? And, and I, I, I never saw Gamboa as that good. I think he just got good promotion. I, I do too. I, I absolutely do too. Um, now let me let me ask you this. Um, and this is something that goes to your boy's question, and it also kind of feeds into what we we're talking about. Um Terrence Crawford versus top rank. What were your thoughts on Bob Arum's comments? Because Bob Arum made some real strong comments, and I don't know if you have those comments at all pulled up or anything, um, but he made some super disparaging comments, something along the lines of, look, I'm not going to go bankrupt trying to promote this kid. I can build a house in Beverly Hills for all the money that I'm trying to spend on that kid. Something along those lines. Um, along with some other things. Let me ask you, first of all, if you were Terrence Crawford, will you pull a Floyd Mayweather and buy yourself out of this Bob Arum contract? Should he do that? Let me try and get the get the exact quote here for you. But he said something, something, something to the extent of, I think it was an interview with Lance Pugmire in The Athletic where he they asked him about, I guess, is he going to continue promoting right. um, Terrence Crawford? I guess his contract is up this upcoming summer. And so Bob Arum said something to your point to the extent, to the extent of, do I want to promote Terrence Crawford is, is the question I've lost more money as with as much money as I've lost on his last three fights. I could bring, build a huge house in Beverly Hills. I think he said something along those lines that to me, I, I think was a bit reactive. Mm. And I think he was playing a bit of defense. I think he was almost in a way he was almost set up because the day before the fight, all of this stuff leaked about how unhappy Terrence Crawford is. And they were the sentiments that we thought and we probably knew how Terrence Crawford felt. And we, we've talked about it on here. But now we had Terrence Crawford in multiple interviews or maybe it was just one interview. But I saw it all over the place, how Terrence Crawford was unhappy with top, top rank. Obviously, he wants the big, big fights. He's not getting them. So I think that right before right before fight night. And then he has an, inter- an awkward interaction with Terrence Crawford during the post fight in during the post fight interview he was probably a little pissed off but also probably paying playing a bit of defense because he has top rank as old as he may be he's still running the company the company will be around long after he's gone yep hopefully and so I think he's playing a a bit of defense as well where he's like hey I I still have to sign young fighters and top rank has been good at ring up with young fighters. And if they see all this bad press about Terrence Crawford, that may deter deter them from signing with him. So I think he's trying to avoid that as well. But has to take, take responsibility here. He wants to talk about how he's, how he's unhappy with top rank and maybe top rank sold him a dream. So what nigga, you signed that contract facts, you signed that contract that's on you. And that was 2018. All the fighters that are with PBC now were with PBC back then. You chose to sign that extension. That is on you. And you can't continue to look at Bob Arum, who has proved that he's willing to cross over promotional lines. He made the fight with Jose, 
Jose Ramirez and Maurice Hooker. He yes. made the fight with Lomachenko and Luke Campbell. Yes. He is willing to reach across promotional lines to make fights. However, at the end of the day, you have to look in the mirror. Because if you knew that you wanted these big fights, they were so important to you, then why didn't you sign with PBC? You would have gotten paid. Maybe you won't get as big as quickly, but you're going to get paid probably more and, than you would have made with top rank. You would have been fighting on pay-per-view by now. Look at, look at Errol Spence. Not only would he have been fighting on pay-per-view, he would have already fought some of these guys that were questioning him about. Yeah. And if he fought those guys, then those answers of pound for pound, number one, there would be no question. There would be no questions about it. And that's the thing. The biggest culprit in this one, and this is why I think I get so frustrated. I get legitimately frustrated when I hear people say that like Errol's ducking them and all this other shit, right? Because I, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of both guys. But the, at the end of the day, if Terrence Bud Crawford did not make the decision in 2018 to re-sign with top rank, he probably would have fought Errol Spence by now. Yeah. Let's just be very honest. And the fact that he's trying to make it seem like Errol and everybody else and, and all these guys, like, yo, first and foremost, yo, fam, everybody at ESPN, y'all need to chill the fuck out. All those damn dudes, man, y'all, the, the knee pads that they must hand out every time, it is ridiculous the way they ride for all the other top-ranked guys. It, come on, man, you guys have to be objective. You have to be objective. Listen to Tim Bradley, little thick ass, go out there, keep like the way he's talking. Like, dude, relax. You guys are literally talking. There's like no base behind it. There's nothing. You guys are just literally talking about the way you feel because that's your friend. Come on, man. You guys have a job to do. Be objective. I like athletes. I have relationships with fighters. But when a fighter who I have a relationship with is fighting somebody better, guess what? I'm picking the dude that's better. And I mean, job. I, to, to a certain ex extent, they are somewhat top rank. They do want to promote this guy. But at the end of the day, but at times, they do sound do that in the same like while shitting on this other guy. That's not promotion. Who, who are they shitting on? Errol they, Spence? They, they, they literally say Errol Spence is scared. They literally said on the broadcast, oh, he's scared. He don't want it. Are you, you kidding? Errol Spence ain't scared of nobody. I don't mind that because PBC did the broadcast a while back where they just didn't have Ter Terrence Crawford in that image as the WBO champion. So if they're going to do take jabs back and forth, it is what it is. I guess that's I part guess. of the game I they guess. play. I don't like it. You don't, I don't like, like it. it. I, mean, I don't it's, like it. It's a dirty I, game. I, I don't like it. And here's the thing. The reason I don't like it, because at the end of the day, again, you are the commentator. You're not supposed to be sitting. You're supposed to be calling balls and strikes. That's your job is to call balls and strikes. Not to sit there and like favor somebody over the other one. Yo, if you, hey, I like this guy. We're, we're on the same side as him. But at the end of the day, dude, you got to like, come on. It, I just thought it was tacky. It is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm kind of belaboring the point a little bit. But still, um, real quick before we, so we move on to this one. Final thoughts on this one. What should Bud Crawford do going forward? It seems like they're both a bit unhappy. I would imagine Bob Arum is going to at least try as hard as he can to make that Errol Spence fight, because if he's losing all this money on this last last three fights, then he's going to try to recoup that back on a fight like that. However, with Terrence Crawford's contract ending this summer, 
You have Errol Spence fighting right now. That fight getting made just seems like a long shot. Al Heyman knows he could just wait it out, sign Terrence Crawford, and get all of that for himself. So that's what I think is going to happen. But that decision back in 2018 matters because Terrence Crawford at this point is 33. By the time he probably gets an opportunity to make that fight with Errol Spence, he'll probably be 34. So the clock is ticking. Time waits for no man. But yeah, let's definitely. I have a few other things about this broadcast. We can move on from there. I'll touch on it later. Oh, dude. Yeah. I'm, leave those for your, those odds and ends for you at the end. Yeah. Cause I, I definitely want you to get into that also. Um, but moving right along, um, let, let's go ahead and talk about who I personally have is my pound for pound. Number one guy in the sport right now. Canelo is finally back. Um, Canelo Alvarez is going to go ahead there. Fight Kim Smith on the zone this December fam. I can not wait christmas come early this is december 19th um bro excitement level bro what are your thoughts man tell me what you what's, what's up very very high of the fights to make this has to be one of the top ones you look at the 168 pound division it is a stacked 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 division um, you had guys- i wish it, i i i really do i wish it was caleb plant i'm such a caleb i wanted him to get this opportunity he probably will in the future, but still, oh, I wanted this one for him. But this is a really good, a really good fight for Canelo. I mean, you Great pick Callum, Callum Smith and, and and Caleb Plant. You have to give the nod at this point to Callum Smith in terms of yeah. who's the better fighter because Callum Smith has the better better resume. Yeah. He's the one who knocked out George Groves yeah. in the world World Series of Boxing. You know, he's scary dude, huge. He's taller. He's like six seven is seven inches taller than Canelo. So I mean, and. All, all, all that being said, I'm still going to favor Canelo in the fight. Um, I think Callum Smith came into his last fight a little bit flat. He just wasn't excited for his opponent, who you could argue got an upset win over him. But he was given the decision on the scorecards. But all in all, like this is the fight I wanted made all along. I think this is the fight I wanted made after I saw Callum Smith knock out in, in Dallas. Oh, my God. Name is. The, last year, the when he was just blitzing, homie, the, the black dude and with Dom. dreads. Hassan and Dom. Yeah. Dude. So, I mean, I, th- this is a huge fight. I just don't think the American public understands how good Callum Smith is. And yeah. I think that will hurt um, the excitement level. But Callum Smith is a huge, huge star, huge star. in the UK. Yeah. DAZN go- recently going global. Yeah. Canelo wants to be a global superstar. He said that over and over. If he can't fight in, in Wembley, I think this is the next best thing for him. Absolutely. No golden boy involved. Like, I'm excited for this. The this is a this best. is a losable fight for Canelo, yeah. like a Absolutely. very very losable fight. So if he's able to able to get through this, which I'm not sure that he will, mm-hmm. um, I mean it's just another notch on his resume. And if he gets through this fight, you cannot deny number one pound for pound. You cannot you, deny number one pound for pound. If he goes up here, man. Uh, one thing I love about Canelo and the reason that Canelo's my and really quick, man. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's listening live on Facebook. Um, on Twitch and on YouTube, man. Always appreciate it, man. Love it. Let your friends know, man. Like, share, uh, and subscribe, all that good stuff, man. Appreciate you guys as always. But uh, but look, talking about this one, man, with with uh with Canelo, he will fight anybody. Canelo's one of those guys, he's not afraid, he'll move up a weight class. Um, now, does he get some questionable nods from time to time? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, man, he is a warrior. He goes out there. I have seen him evolve throughout his career. He's one of those guys that stays ready, uh, which I love about Canelo also, man. Um, he's a superstar. He's the he's the the best fighter in the sport, the uh, the most popular fighter in the sport. And at the end of the day, man, this fight is, like you said, a very, very losable fight. 
and it's only a couple weeks away, man. Christmas come early with this one. I can't fucking wait. Uh, any final thoughts on this one? Yeah, I understand why they went with Callum Smith and not Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant has a story to yeah. tell. He has a, he lost his daughter. Like, if you're going to put on a pay-per-view, that's a story that you have nice. to sell to the public. It takes time. So I understand why they ended up going in another direction. And guess what? This fight will be free to the Zone subscribers. Ooh, so real quick, uh, do you guys think, do you think, do you think Canelo turns around and fights on May 5th, right after this one? He fights in December and then fights again in May? Yes. Because he's missed it, now two Mexican holidays, two. three, three straight. Yep. He didn't well, fight last year. I, I'll say this. It depends on if, it, it, it depends on if he wins, absolutely. But if he loses, I don't know. That's what I'll say. I, I, I don't know. I generally don't know. Um, but I'm picking him to win. So, yeah, absolutely. I think he gets that one. Um, all right. Uh, real quick, let's go ahead. And, and the, the storyline going is this one that we, you know, we always neglect to mention. Canelo knocked out his, his older brother, Liam Smith. He, he did. He knocked he, him out nine nine rounds with a mean shot to the body. Nasty body shot. Ooh. He he dropped Buddy to the body. Nasty, man. Um, all right. Here, moving right along, man. Real quick, I want to ask you about this. Just want to touch on this. I don't want to spend too much time on this. Uh, what are your thoughts on the possibility of a Wilder versus Fury 3? I was more excited about the possibility of Fury moving on. I I am too. I I, I think I'm kind of done with this matchup, especially. Uh, I know I know where you're going. Like a bitch, yo. Like like I, I can't I can't take it anymore. I don't even want any part of this 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 matchup. I mean, it's it's sad, man. It's it's just sad to look at. Like this dude who I respected so much, the way that he's carrying himself, he's not carrying himself like a champion. You know what I'm nope. saying? It's just, he's carrying himself like a straight sucker, man. Like you're you're too you you represent too much to be coming off like such a fucking schmuck. You know what I'm saying? Like so, I I want them to move on from this matchup. Um, I I, I would like to see him fight somebody like a Dylan Wyatt, uh, Andy Ruiz, even any of those guys. Um, and at the end of the day, at this point now, I mean, showing what he's showing us, fam. Mentally, I don't know where he's at. I think he, yeah. he's ripe for the pickings right now. I think any of those guys could beat him at this point in time. I, I don't know. Um, fans can turn on you very easily after a loss. And I've heard that from multiple fighters. And he's just making it too easy to turn on him. Like he's making, he's pushing his fans away. And so I, he seems right for the picking. But at the end of the day, he's still Deontay Wilder. But I want to see him get back to doing what Deontay Wilder does before he gets back into this rematch. He's going to have a new tra- training team. Like, Look, a whole you, you bunch can, you more can, yes, man. Oh, we right. You can you can get back. Just like put new people around you. Because what's going on right now? The fact that they continue to let him put out more and more excuses. I heard something about a fingernail this week. Leave oh, me alone. Yes, um, man. It, it, we it's almost crazy. a year later. It's crazy, fam. Oh, it's a fingernail. You 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 pissed in my water. Oh man, what what the fuck else, man? It's just like you 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 put you put the egg weights in your glove. You know, my, my suit was too heavy. Oh, I, I, I didn't take a shit the night before. Like, dog, like, I don't, like, what else, man? I'm tired of this. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty bad. Oh, it's, it's, it's rough, bro. It's rough, man. All right, bro. Um, moving right along, bro. I'm giving you your opportunity. It's your time to shine. Let's go ahead and give time for a little bit of uh, Guru's Corner. What's up with it, bro? 
Yes, sir. So let's come back to this top rank card on Saturday. A few things that I really didn't like. Top rank is featuring the best fighter on arguably the best fighter on their roster. Um, they have guys like Tyson Fury and I in a way as well. So I don't want to disrespect them. But Terrence Crawford is one of the best fighters on, on their roster. They're featuring him in a fight with a pretty good co-main event that was really built on the heels of a great fight. One of the fights of the year that happened in top rank summer series. But which was great for great for boxing. They did what they could do with the fighters they were able to get. That was between Jason, I believe it's oops, I'm missing names here. Maloney versus Franco. Joshua Maloney versus I think I believe it's Jason. Joshua Maloney. Joshua Franco and Andrew Maloney. I'm sorry. Joshua right. Franco versus Andrew Maloney. So they fought during during the summer series and Joshua Franco actually upset Andrew Maloney, took his WBA super flyweight title. Okay. So Sets up a it was a great fight, fight of the year. They run it, run it back immediately. Andrew Franco says, Hey, there were some things, things going on. No, I'm sorry. Andrew Maloney says there were some things going on. Mm-hmm. I wasn't wasn't up to par. I'm gonna come back better in the rematch. Right, okay. Right. We always hear that. Nah, bro. He came back. He was whooping his ass. He whooping was whooping his, his ass for ass, for two son. for two rounds. And in the first round, he landed a left jab, uh bubbled up uh Joshua Franco's eye and the fight was stopped, I believe, or maybe beginning of the third round. Yeah. Now. Nevada State Athletic Commission, I think this is on you more than anybody, because you are the ones who said we can video review things like this. They video reviewed it. They, in my opinion, they had all the evidence they need. There was no accidental headbutt, at least not one that was going to cause that level of swelling. They take 30 minutes, delay the entire broadcast, which you already probably lost a few viewers from. They delay the entire broadcast and then they still get the decision wrong. So right now you have a few people, uh, a few people reviewing it. You know, Bob Aram was was on air talking crazy at the judges, which crazy, (laughs) which like directionally, like I was listening to another podcast and they mentioned, bro, like imagine like the refs in another sport video reviewing something. You just have the coaches in your ear just screaming at you. Like Bob Aram was over there as they were watching the video screaming at him, which was yeah. Bob Aram had a wild night. He was wilding. Wilding, he, he, he That was old man was on some other shit last night, man. Andrew, uh, jo- uh, Franco, he was, he, you know, felt that he didn't really say much. Right. They just more so made it about, hey, Oscar didn't send anybody. That was awkward. But like, they got that wrong. Maloney won that, definitely won that fight. Yeah, Outside of absolutely. that, ESPN, they start the card on 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 ESPN Plus yes. on their app. And then the card at 10 p.m. was supposed to go live on their network. Now, at 10 p.m., the reason I said they probably lost viewers is because at 10 p.m., you go to ESPN, ESPN is showing the University of Florida game. Now, I get it. University of Florida has a Heisman candidate quarterback. H- however, it was a blowout. I don't even know if he was playing. I don't even know if he was playing at the time. And they're delaying the start of the card. You have all these viewers that just left uh, left the app to come to the regular regular TV so they could watch this fight. And they're wondering what's going on. I'm wondering what's going on. And I'm the boxing guy. This is why I'm here. Like I was like, I I don't know what's going on. There's people on the way to my house right now. I'm feeling crazy. So uh, I looked on Twitter. That's the only way I could figure it out. And we waited out. I think what should have happened is at least one of the two should have started on another channel. I think they should have moved the game to ESPN News or something like they've done before yeah. and then aired and then aired boxing. That is Terrence Crawford. That is one of the best fighters on your roster. And you kind of fucking around with his broadcast, which I don't necessarily think is fair to him or anybody involved. And I don't know if it's uh, Bob Aram's fault. I know college football gets great ratings. So putting that over boxing is very risky. But like it just was not smooth. It wasn't good at the end no. of the day. No. So 
Um, and I guess that's the risky run when you do transitions like that. But I didn't I didn't like it. People didn't like it. And um, then you, on top of that, the first thing they see are two rounds, a 30 minute delay and they get it wrong. Like, yeah. I can't imagine the amount of it. And the fight still did really well as far yeah. as the ratings are concerned. I think it peaked at almost two million viewers. But you can't I can't imagine how many viewers it lost in that whole transition process throughout from the uh, from the app to regular TV and then throughout the first fight. Right. So no, I, I feel you. Yeah, I, I think uh, if you get it on the head, man, I think that was a terrible, terrible just situation. It it just looked it was messy. It, it didn't look professional. I mean, you you you're losing fans. You're losing people. I and I and I can tell. I'm sure that they anticipated that 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 the co-main was gonna lie. And if the co-main, you know, if you should have, could have, woulda, right? If the co-main did what it was supposed to do, probably went twelve. Then we won't, we don't have this problem. But that didn't happen. So you got to move forward. That Coleman was headed for a knockout. What was that? Coleman was headed for a knockout. Maloney came prepared. Oh, he he was, came prepared. He was putting the business. That jab was piston like he was cracking, buddy. Oh, it was definitely going for it. It was to the point to me that it 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 was like a it was like a mismatch. It didn't even seem like the other guy belonged. It was like who's this this schlub that they put him in there with? It it was it was that bad. He came prepared. He looked great. Um, and, and it was an unfortunate situation, man. They got it wrong. Um, uh, so, these commissions have to do better, man. They do. They do. They do. Because, yeah. I mean, it was a rough, it, all things considered, very rough weekend for top for top rank. And oh, uh, yeah. hopefully they come back hard next time. I don't know when their next big card is off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's uh, coming up pretty soon. So uh, just a rough weekend for top rank. Right, Appreciate man. the Guru's Corner time. Absolutely, man. Oh, no, that, that's that's your spot now, man. We, we always yes, go sir. to Guru's Corner in at the end, man. So I will, uh, I will say, if I want to add something there, I would say shout out to Shakur Stevenson working the corner of Joshua Greer this weekend. That was pretty impressive to see how the young boy is thinking. Oh, did they, I, I, I'm a fan of that kid, man. I'm a fan of that kid. And, um, oh, dude. And speaking of those young dudes, man, I'm especially after watching Terrence Crawford again, um, Devin Haney, if he adapted a little bit more of Terrence Crawford style, which he absolutely can, he has the skill set to do it. Th- that's that's what would that 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 would that would be it, right? I, I would like to see a little bit more of that in his game. I don't see it happening. Nah. Mm-mm. I think it's a reach. Uh, I don't see Ter- it Ter- either, Terrence Crawford. Ter- like Devin Haney is a defense first type of guy, and that's probably the fighter that he'll continue to be unless. Yeah. He's, uh, unless, yeah. unless there's a offensive all day, he's coming at your head. Well, he's a, he's a offense like he's a counter puncher, but he's offensive at the same time. But at the end of the day, like Devin Haney is 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 a defense first fighter. It doesn't matter what's going on. Crawford got dog in him. Like, yeah, yeah he he's he's gonna counter punch you. But if you if you touch him, he, he got to get you back. Yeah, he absolutely. gotta get he not he not worried about defense now. He got to get you back. He got to get you back now. Yeah, and that's oh, something that's... that I don't, I don't ever see coming coming from Devin Haney. Like that dog that's inside Terrence Crawford that we love to watch. De- Devin Haney is is cut from more of a money Mayweather cloth, as yeah. we've spoken about before. But yeah. Terrence Crawford, he got it. That dog in him is different, and it, it's, it's different. we're not talking about athletic ability. We just talking about something inside yeah. you that he got. There's a couple dudes like that, and they're in that weight class. One forty seven is scary. I mean, there's some legit dogs in that weight class. I mean, Pacquiao has been a dog his whole career. I don't care if he's done or not. He's a dog. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Errol Spence. I think he's done. Dog. And I told you that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you on that one, too. I think he is done. But Errol Spence, dog. That that fight that he had with a still legit Kell Brook, when Kell Brook was like 27 years old, that fight, 
Yes, he was coming from, but Kell Brook came and fight that. That was a dog fight, and he went out there and came out the other end. He's had a couple of those, and um, that. So you got those dudes in that weight class, man. I mean, shit, Danny Garcia's a dog. You know what I'm saying? Like those guys are scary in that weight class. Um, I love it though. Great weight class, great time, man. But anything else before we get up out of here? No, sir. No, sir. Uh, oh, you know, I, I'm not sure if I'll, well, I'll probably get to talk to you, but not sure if we'll do an episode next week. Um, obviously, you got Tyson versus Roy Jones. More importantly, uh, we'll especially as far one. as I'm concerned, <laughs> is Joe Joyce and Daniel Dubois. That is next week. Ooh, that is. Okay. Well, we'll be definitely Big talking time. about that next week. So we'll have, we'll have another All Things Boxing Roundtable next week. Uh, but check it out. This has been episode 245 of the greatest combat sports coach show of the entire universe. I'm your host, Serge Vicente. Over here is my boy, the guru, B-Cam. B-Cam, thank you so much for joining me, man. Yo, real quick, before we get up out of here, where can they find you? They can find me right here. Pretty sure you guys can see it. B-Cam13 on Instagram. Um, That's B-Cam with two M's. And on Twitter, at B-Cam Thinks. That is with one N. As I said, man, remember, man, you guys can find us everywhere. Podcasts are available. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Um, check out the website, thefightpodcast.com. Check me out at Serge Vicente and uh, listen, like, subscribe, share. Love you guys. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Peace out. <laughs>